and welcome to Clamp, the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. I'm your host, Morley Kurt, and joining me as always is Grant Alexander. Hello. And Adam Mackey. Hello. What's up this week? Uh, Adam, do you have anything in your clamps this week? I don't. All right. Well, then let's go right on to Grant. Grant, what's in your clamps this week? Well, my mother came to visit from New Brunswick. Um, you've seen part of her house before if you've watched all my videos because, uh, or like my most popular video, which was uh, making a little planter bench for her. Uh, and so she came, so I didn't get uh, to do very much. But I did continue work on the Christmas ornaments that I mentioned last week. I actually gave finished the one for her because it's nice to see people open presents, as we mentioned in the previous uh, episode. So I made sure to finish that one and give it to her. I had actually had Fletcher um, give her the present because he's the one who painted them. Um, I've done about half the the video uh, recording. I just have to get Fletcher painting them recorded and then it's pretty much done. The big thing I struggle with these videos is that they're gifts. And I know I'm going to be giving them to people who might watch the video, right? Like they definitely have access to watching the video, right? So I don't really want to give people a like the Christmas ornament when they've already seen the video. But at the same time, I go, I want to get this video out before Christmas because after as soon as it's December 26th, that video becomes zero on the searchability scale. Um, mm-hmm. So I've released one before. And I think I released it on the 24th. And then, then last year's, I think I released it on the 21st or 22nd. And both of them did pretty poorly, um, considering I thought they were, you know, heartwarming videos. Um, so I don't know. Do I just not care? But I kind of, I like it's people probably, seeing them. They're fun. It's probably really more something people would be searching for in like September or October. Hmm. Well, these you are want time you could, to be able to make it. You could do these in a day. Yeah. But so if you're only making who's, one. Who, but who's going on and going, what ornament can I make in a day? Like they're just what is on. what is different about this ornament video versus the last two? Uh making a different ornament. So the first one were really basic shapes. And mm-hmm. uh and then Fletcher painted them. The second year was the Christmas sweaters. So it's kind of hand carved, interesting aspect to it. And this year they're wood turned. Um, I don't know what's I mean, different about it. Not much. I don't know. I, so I mean, if I, was, ornaments, like, if, if I was you, it sounds like you really enjoy this project. You know, I would have the mindset project. of putting it out like it's a project for you, and expect that it's going to get no views. And and oh, I mean. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, okay, I'm okay with the no views. I just don't want to release it like December 26th because that's right. It's, it's even worse than no views. It's like people will actually avoid it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right. And so then why bother putting it out? But it's also right. like a gift. So I'd like to put them out ahead of time. I'd also like to have finished them before now, but whatever. You know, you do what you can do. I don't know. I get what you're saying. It's going to be a, it's a, it's one of it's going to be a project that I look back over time and go, I'm happy I made these, and I'm going to make them even if I wasn't making a video, right? This is like our traditional thing, so I don't really care that no one watches them. But also, I kind of 
like the fact that my family and friends can see it. It feels like the video is a bit of a traditional thing as well, though. Yeah. Yeah. Just like how David Pesciuto makes, like, new wedding rings every year, and there's always a video for it. So every year you make an ornament, there's a video for it. Yeah. It's kind of like that, except for he can give them to his wife. He can wait, because it's not like his anniversary is his. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not a worldwide date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Like I wish but, I mean, there was a know, Christmas like, in in January so that I could but think think of it more of the future though. Twenty years down the track, you have all these yearly videos of making ornaments, your kids painting them or whatever. Like you can look yeah. back at that and see your kids growing up. And Grant, oh, you that, need your very Grant. You need your very own Festivus. That's what you need uh, for the rest of us. There you go. Then it can be whatever like day you it. want. You can make ornaments in July. Yeah, you go. And Chris, Christmas in July ornaments. There I like go. it. Um, well, anyways, that's Actually, what I've been working on. Is Christmas in July a thing for you? Because so Christmas in July is for us is because it's the um, Chinese Christmas. Oh, but I suppose that would be a different time for you, wouldn't it? Well, I'm I done think the- it's still Chinese Christmas. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> I've done, I mean, I've done just like Christmas in July as a, as a fun I'm event. confused with seasons. <laughs> you know, you celebrate Christmas in July and you give gifts and you, you know, set up a tree and stuff. Um, and so it's, it's like a joke, fun holiday thing. I don't know if that's the same thing as, as Australian. Did you, just call Chinese, did you just call Chinese Christmas a joke? No, I called the version of Christmas in July that I do a joke. Wait, so, hang on. You don't celebrate Christmas, but you celebrate Christmas in July. <laughs> Yeah, one's religious, the other one isn't. Interesting. There you go. Huh. I think um, they're both religious, but because they're both celebrating Christ, it's right in the name. Do you celebrate Xmas in July? Because then you can get away with it. So, what have I been up to this week? You will ask. Um, <laughs> so, I put out the uh, rug tufting frames video, which I was super happy with. Um, a big part of that was recording the voiceover on this new mic has been an absolute game changer just because I can hear myself. Like the live monitoring I find so helpful. Um, it just makes it a lot easier to get voiceover that I'm happy with because I don't listen back and then not like it or mm. you know what, see that the levels are too peaked while it's recording and then get frustrated and have to restart. So it felt like a very easy process recording the voiceover where in the past it's been very fraught and difficult. Um, when you do your voiceover, do you go from the start of your script to the end or do you, do you go like part by part by part and take multiple takes? Um, I do. So I don't always do a script for this video. I didn't, I didn't, did not do one. Um, okay. And I did it and I always do part by part by part. I'm not sure if I fully understand the question. So if I do do a script, you know, I'll start at the even beginning. If you didn't the- do, even if you didn't do a script, it's yeah. do you go from start of video to end of video? Because that's what I do. But I have a script. or And I've heard other people kind of like talking their way through a video, right? Like do, Jimmy do you voice voiceover over during edit? Like while editing, or, do you voiceover? Or do you 
So I, so you do that. Okay, that's, I, a, that's a separate question than what I'm asking. Well, Sorry, no, I, Adam, like Adam, I, feel, I feel like you're adding more confusion to the situation. So I'm still trying to understand yeah, what Grant's asking. Up. So you're asking if I do it in one take, basically? Yeah. No, I do it, I do it in many take. takes. I do it in many, okay. like I do it in like 150 takes. You like because oh, wow. there's a counter and it tells me how many. I mean, it's not always that many, but you know, yeah. If you have 30 voiceover clips and each one takes you between one and five tries, then you know it comes out to about that amount. amount. And even okay. for even for yeah, and I guess just to speak a bit more about this video, um, it was just very fun to do the whole like journey you know, from, from starting in my garage to going to Dan's studio and filming it there. Um, I was very happy that strapping my tripod to the car seat worked. And I feel like I should just get a, a mount for my dash to do time lapses like that for when I'm driving. Although getting the full like angle of the car and in, in the dash, I did kind of like that effect. Yeah, totally. Um, did, you can get I, a mount did, for the seat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't look into that. Or you couldn't get a suction cup for your back window. Mm. To hold, ah, that has there. to be strong uh, suction cup to hold my DSL or my mirrorless camera. Um, well, they got like three yeah. cups on them. Hmm. They use, that's um, what they use in movies and stuff. I, I thought you were doing it with your phone. I don't know why, but yeah. Was, well, I was using my phone for navigation because I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> Have right. you ever, you've seen Top Gear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever there's a pitch, whenever there's a like a video from outside the car looking in the front windscreen, look at how many suction cups are on the front windscreen on the inside, <laughs> holding up all the cameras and stuff. It's insane. Yeah. Okay. So, um, did when you watch my bowler video, did you see the yeah. uh, the fun little clip I did of like tra- the time lapse in the neighborhood driving through the like the cars similar to what you said is like the fun journey of going from my place to my friend's house. I, th- I, anyway, I think so. I don't consciously it. remember it, but I must've seen it. It was when I saw yours. Video. Yeah. When I saw yours, I was reminded of that. And I went, and I was thinking the same things. I listened to your podcast earlier today, your Patreon exclusive podcast. If anyone wants to know what happens behind the scenes, you can go check out Morley's Patreon exclusive podcasts. Um, and you were talking about how you had to cut the end off so that you, they wouldn't know where yeah. uh, the Dan Accuracy uh, lived or studio was or whatever. I did the yeah. same thing with my friend's house because it's in my neighborhood. I even took a different route to get there that was like confusing to like, <laughs> while I was driving. I took a different route and then I was like, well, if you just slow it down, even though I like it's at 30 times or whatever, if you slowed it down, you could still see it. So at the end, I just cut off when I turned down on the street. Yeah, but yeah, and he's it been just like, made it like so, so where you cut it, just turn down that street. <laughs> no, and then <laughs> find your way like a dog following a scent to the guy's house. Yeah, it's been cool though. He's been chugging out rugs, um, and I still don't fully understand how the tufting guns work, even though I saw it in person. Um, but it looks fun, and I'd love to try it sometime. It does look fun. They're, everyone I see that makes these rugs just makes it look too easy. <laughs> like, you know, maybe really I'll though. hook I'll I'll message Andrew Zito and tell him I want to make a rug. And I'll yeah, do like, it. bother I'll just bother him every day and, until he lets me come over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um so speaking of voiceover, um I guess I actually am now working on the filmmaking for makers video. Um even though I said I was two weeks ago 
Um, hopefully that video will be out by the time this podcast episode comes out, if not um, like a day or two afterwards. But the way I did the voiceover for that one is the whole thing is talking on screen. Um, and for that, I actually just printed out a script and kind of like Jimmy Duresta was talking about in, in the last making it, you know, like you memorize two lines, look at the camera and read it and then, and then go through that. But even that was like a relatively long process. I think it's going to be around a 10 minute video and getting through the whole script took about an hour because, you know, you write something and then you read it out loud and you want to change it a little bit, um, and take some breaks and, and everything else. Um, yeah. What's up, Adam? Is that something you want to look into doing more in the future? Like, like talking, like lots camera? of talking in a video, talking in a camera on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I was actually thinking this morning in like 2022, um, maybe trying to take like an acting class or an improv class. I feel like that would be like really fun and a good skill builder. Cause every, like I have zero background in that. I never did theater in school. I was in my senior class play, but like that was just kind of for fun. But other than that, I've done like no acting or anything. And I feel like that would just be like just an altogether good experience. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, see, well, the reason I ask is you can buy for a DSLR a teleprompter that you put your phone in the bottom and it reflects it up onto like the lens. So mm-hmm. you're actually reading the lens, making you look at the lens as well, which is really cool. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. I think like actually remembering the the lines wasn't really the hardest part. It was more about um it was more about kind of like developing it on the fly and thinking about like how I wanted to change yeah. it. But that that was definitely a factor too. But I like it. Like I, I feel like about, I had a sorry, go on, Grant. It's probably about delivering it the way you want to as well. Because yeah, that's where yeah. anytime I have to redo it, it's because I did like a pause stupidly like that one right there out of nowhere a pause and i'm like i'm not william shatner so i can't get away with this so i have that's the times i have to redo stuff yeah no it is it is something i want to do more of like i feel like topics like this i have a lot to say about and i like barely even touched in editing in this video um and i think that alone probably like a slightly different format because even, even for this one, like the video is only partway done because now I want to film examples for each technique I mentioned. I mean, yes, I, I'm going to find a lot from my existing videos. Do. Sorry. Yes. You definitely need to have examples. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like it's worse than people who talk about something and go, and this is a video thing and I don't have an example of a video and you go, what the? <laughs> Here's 10 tips, but I'm not going to show you how to do one of them. Well, the, the great thing is that I have like 100 videos of examples to draw from. Um, but I also want to film some kind of like side-by-side examples. Like one of them is, you know, zooming in. And the shot will look different if you zoom in and change the focal length of the lens than if you just move the camera closer. So I want to film two shots of that side-by-side just to kind of like show what it looks like. Well, you should do three shots. Zoom versus uh, like panning in versus like digitally panning in. Yeah. I'm assuming the people who are watching know that digital zoom sucks or digital zoom in. You should definitely do it. I I think I would show to, to really extend, like show why a digital zoom in can add a little bit of like, like movement to your thing, but it doesn't actually, it's not like zooming. 
And I think right. a lot of people don't realize that because they think digital zoom, oh, it's good enough. Right? I, I zoomed in. I didn't realize that. I, I want to say these comparisons now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks very, very different. Yeah, so maybe in um maybe in 2022, some more um some more tips videos or, or talking about thoughts and things. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned the Patreon podcast because um I posted that story this week about like I just I want more people to hear them. Um, and my friend messaged me, who's one of my Patreon supporters. And he was saying, he was like, you should just put these out. And he, you know, he was only speaking for himself, but he was saying like, I don't really feel like I need extra content when I support you on Patreon. I just want to support you to support you. But I like, I didn't even know that you did these podcasts before now because Patreon's user interface is so garbage. (laughs) It makes it so difficult to like actually follow the RSS feed for a podcast unless like, you know, about RSS feeds. Um, so I, I I need to think about it's garbage. Yeah. I need to think about that a little bit going into this year. Cause I think it's a valid point. Uh, I would just need to like kind of change how I do Patreon. Um, well, I'll say this from a different perspective. If someone is that interested in supporting you, then giving them something back like this is worth it. And otherwise most people like already have a busy enough life that they likely, unless they're that interested in supporting you, likely don't have time for another behind the scenes thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's one of the very few value added things you can do for Patreon. And mm-hmm. I, I know for myself, it's one of the things, it's the reason I'm signed up because I like to hear myself get mentioned a lot in these uh, Patreon. I don't know if you guys know this, but I live my life one podcast mention at a time. And uh, look, sometimes they're Patreon exclusives and I know only five people listen, but yeah, that's all. That's all I need. Yeah. There's, there's a bigger conversation there. Like I think part of it too is like, you know, if I did, if I stopped doing these podcasts, if I, if I, if I put these out publicly, I might just stop doing Patreon altogether and and then not worry about the extra content for it. Because like you said, it is a really good extra content. And if I didn't do that, I don't know if I would want to add another thing on top of it. So I might just stop doing Patreon if I if I were to do that. But I need to think about it. I will, I will say the reason I don't have Patreon is because I don't have the extra content to give back. Right. I, don't, I don't feel right asking people to give me money if I'm not going to give something in return. Yeah, I mean, and you can always I, you be upfront about that. You can say like, "There is no reward. The reward is a warm, fuzzy feeling in the bottom of your heart." And well, I have I have a link in my videos to like buy me a coffee. Like, there's no subscription. It's just like, hey, if you want to send me a dollar, send me a dollar. But like, no one's ever done it. Yeah, and I well, don't know. I, uh, okay, I, don't I think it. this is a whole conversation for another episode because that's not what we're going to talk about this week. You're right. But I what would love to have a deep dive on this. What we are talking about this week, it's just looking a little back at the, at the 2021. Uh, what did this year mean for us? Uh, what did we learn this year? You know, some favorite things of this year, so maybe not so favorite things. Kind of putting on a bow on it because we're, at, we're actually not going to be recording next week. We're going to take a little bit of time off for the holidays. So this will be our last episode of this pretty busy year where a lot of stuff happened and then the next one will be in the fresh new face of 2022 yeah 
So I guess I'll ask Grant first because you you just had a second child. And I, I mean, that's yeah. definitely something big. Um, but looking back on 22, what were, if, if you could sum up yeah. some like themes or, you know, what did this year mean to you? Well, I think summing up 2021, like, you know, like you said, I had, I had a kid, so that's a big one. All right. Archers change things dramatically in this house. Um, but I, I often think about it. Like as we're getting into winter, I'm thinking I squandered my summer. And then I look back and I go, well, I didn't squander it at all. I did a frame off restoration on a trailer. The problem, why I keep thinking I squandered it is because I didn't put out a lot of videos this year. Um, you know, I obviously did this major renovation and that affected my ability to put out like, you know, a bunch of little projects. I also did like, you know, my closet, uh, uh, what is closet organization system with like thousands of drawers. It felt like I haven't put out that video either because they're really big videos. So uh, you know, when I think back of it, I, I feel like it, the year didn't even happen. Hmm. Like I've in my memory, most of 2021 is gone, but I remember us talking about 2021 and what would happen. Yeah. What our goals were. I know what you mean. This, this whole last week I've been mixing up 2020 and 2021 when I've been talking about the past year. Right. It's cause I, like things didn't happen and we all know why we don't need to mention it, but you know, I, I think about it like work. I did. I didn't go into work at all. I didn't really leave my house very much at all, which in some ways is great because I hate people, but in other ways isn't great because I'm starting to wonder if I don't hate people and Mm. then I just (laughs) need to leave the house once or twice and it comes right back. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, I think no matter how much you think you may hate, pe- hate people, I think all humans need some sort of like social in-person social interaction. So I think, oh, totally. you know, you've been deprived beyond how any probably person should be. Is your work talking about going back in person? Because I know like that's happening a lot across Ontario right now. Not right now. Not anymore. Right. Like, I mean, I get so, barring like, this past like, week. <laughs> well, I'm not going back to work till July. Um, right, because you're on leave. But even if I wasn't on leave, they had been talking about going back in, in January. And then everyone's just like, we shouldn't go back ever. And management is um, just not making the decision. Basically, the manager, the the, the big boss believes that I, – I think he's one of those old school people who goes, well, I used to work – in an office and I loved it. So everyone else does too. Uh, where a lot of people that I talk to don't want to ever go back or at most want to go back part time. Um, and it just seems like there's a disconnect between senior management and the, you know, worker bees. Um, I feel like I couldn't stand to answer your question. I wouldn't be productive enough. Why? Well, you like, it would be very, very difficult for you. 
Yeah, but I mean, no, yeah, but I mean, even if I had an office job, like the reason I like to go to the gym is because I'm putting myself in the environment where I have to get that thing done. If I was like, I've proved it to myself already with COVID, I'm at home. I didn't work out once because I wasn't in the environment I needed to be in. Yeah. I feel like I'd be the same. No, and I think a lot of people, yeah, I think a lot of people feel a similar way. Like I, I feel similar in some ways, like there's, I've, I've done a little bit of work from home for the steam project which has been fine, but it's only been for like a couple hours at a time, but I get yeah. so much more motivated when I'm actually there exactly, uh, yeah. in a way. And you know, I haven't, it's, it's not like an AB test. I haven't really done it in the same way at home, but I think it's a personality thing. Like some people can just chug along on their own. Some people need to be in that environment. Yeah. I, I know I'm more productive at home hmm. and Interesting. it's, because I nobody's walking in my door trying to bother me, and I'm not bothering everyone. I'm the guy who would walk around bothering everyone, so I know <laughs> I'm like I, I think the entire office is more productive with me working from home. That's so hilarious. I don't think I should go back. But all that to say, uh, no, right now they're not looking at it. They've ex- they've basically pushed everything back, mm-hmm. but uh, they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Even I think they're allowing some people to work in the office if they want, which was like two people said, I'd like to work in the office. And that was it out of like 60. Um, anyways, uh, that's, you know, 20, that's the thing I didn't want to talk about when we started about, but, uh, it, it obviously, I don't want to talk about it because it, I'd like it to end the pandemic. I'd like to go, yeah, I'd like the pandemic to end. Because right now do. I'm looking at like at Christmas might be, you know, canceled again this year because uh of of Omicron and it makes me kind of sad that, you know, I may not get to see my grandmother again this year because she's in a long term residence and that's the type of place that they can't they can't take chances because of the way it affects older people. Like yeah. my grandmother is, I think she's 98. Wow. Um, you know, it's not the, yeah, it's not the type of thing that you, you know, want, want a chance. Um, for, for, and it's not just for her. It's because she lives in a residence. If it was her living at home alone. Like it'd be completely different, but, but you know, mm if she gets it, then she spreads it to everyone there. Like it's really problematic and it's, yeah. it's really difficult. Um, yeah, I don't know. So not really looking forward to, I don't know what's going to happen at Christmas because things are moving fast in Ontario and, and the regulations yeah. are all changing, but, uh, well, less or more. I know this isn't like the most uplifting top pick, but I think there, there is, it is something I've thought about before, which is like, you know, I grew up Jewish and didn't celebrate Christmas. And one of the things that I, that I always kind of found kind of alien in a way about Christmas was that it's this huge buildup to a single day. And in some ways it felt, and I know that's not how it is in actuality. Like, you know, there, you do things around Christmas, but it felt in some ways that like it would be impossible to have a day that's good enough to meet all those expectations um, and I wonder if some ways that the, the, the silver lining of like COVID resurgence is happening at very inopportune times is that 
it doesn't necessarily like have to be Christmas for you to spend time with your family or like have a nice dinner. You, you could feasibly do that any time of the year. And I wonder if one thing that will come out of that is like people maybe taking a little bit of the pressure off of the holiday season because they've now gone through this experience where they were forced to do that. And they're like, you know, you only live once. Um, all my family's available randomly in March. Let's have Christmas in March. Right. Let's have a family dinner in March, not Christmas. Yeah. Like have a whatever. I agree. And we had that. And I've seen her. I just, I guess I saw her in October. But it's just like a weird like thing I was kind of looking forward to was right. going to my father's house on Christmas. Like it was a thing that's guaranteed we're going to be doing. And then now it's not guaranteed anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, if you, so you guys, my just dad's no spring chicken either. So, Oh yeah. We, yeah, we, things are we literally, our pandemic literally ended yesterday. Like there's, there's a couple of rules. Yeah, Cause you're going place. into like, summer. Yeah, but like, there's a couple of things. No, it's because we hit ninety-five uh, percent double vax. Um, wow, that's but amazing. yeah. So there's still some rules. You have to be fully vaccinated to like go to a elderly home and all that sort of stuff. But like, there's no masks anymore. You don't have to code in anywhere. Like we used to have to scan in every time we went to a shop. Anyone who's unvaccinated is now allowed to do whatever they want. Pretty much, like it's crazy. Hmm. I, I know the the way apparently it works is that in the summertime, and this is 2020, Mar- Morley and I went on a little canoe trip, right? Yeah. It was yeah, we at the end of the summer. We spooned in a tent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the summertime, it spreads less because, one, it's sunnier. You might more, think I'm joking, two, but you're outside I, more. It was a small tent. We, we probably were spooning. I'm sure you we were. We definitely weren't because we had our own sleeping bags, so. You can, you can spoon, spoon in separate sleeping bags. Yeah. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I don't consider There was definitely a part of the night where like I was facing one way and you were facing the same way and our bodies were both in the same gradual curve. And I, I think that's technically a spoon. Okay. Whatever whatever <laughs> makes you, you know, get you through the night, Morley. Didn't you that's all spoon. that got me through the night. Yeah, oh, God damn it, Morley. He's all about spoons <laughs> on camping trips. Uh, as in the mood. <laughs> Yeah. I had to watch that video again uh, this week, actually, because uh, my son requested it. He wanted to see oh, Morley running. Awesome. Yeah, just um, the canoe carrying part. Yeah, that's the part that he cares. No, <laughs> he likes, part of the video. he's like, oh, wh-, he's like, what? Are you, why are you guys putting food in the fire? And I'm like, well, that's how you cook the food. He asks good questions. Yeah, he asks the same questions every time, but he asks good questions. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he 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 wants to get. Um, like he knows that if I if he asks this questions, I'm going to be like, "Oh, that's a good question." So he asks the same question over and over. And I'm like, right. Uh, anyways, um, I guess to to move it on to another thing, and this I'll pass it off to Morley because he can speak about it too. Was uh, heading over to Austin's for high caliber camp. Um, mm, yeah, that was a really interesting and like fun thing that. Uh, really kind of put a cherry on 2021. Yeah, I think it was a really, it was a really cool proof of concept because we're all these people that had met online and I don't think anyone really knew what to expect. 
but I was definitely surprised with how just kind of easy it was to get along and for it to be a very functional, fun get together. And I think, you know, a lot of us have been talking about making this a semi-regular thing going forward, probably not all at Austin's indefinitely with more help from the non-hosts. Cause I don't, like I was saying to Grant on our drive back, I don't think we can ever repay Austin for, for all the work yeah. he put in for that. I, um, I'm actually amazed how much he did without like asking for help or anything like you guys, like, I feel like everyone should have been paying a fee. Yeah, at least insane. (laughs) Like, or just like, or or just you know, we've talked about this a lot, like on the Discord. Just like sharing duties, you know, having a bit more of a potluck style, and everyone, you know, having activities throughout the time that different people who are attending are planning on running. Just spreading out the responsibility and like just everyone bringing food. You know that there's an amazing magical thing about potlucks where if you bring you know, one dish and everyone brings one dish, you have a crazy abundance of food because if everyone brings food for eight people, then all of a sudden you have way more food than anyone can eat. I always um, brought food for one person. Well, that's, so that's the perfect, that's the potluck with no leftovers, but that also also means that everyone can only have one eighth of one serving. <laughs> it's catch 22. Um, yeah, but that, it was great. Um, I honestly feel like I, the, our stress with our tests definitely like put a bit of a, yeah. mm. a bad taste <laughs> at the end of the trip for, for both Grant and I, cause it ended up being really like stressful in that last the day. The border being closed probably didn't help. Yeah. I tried to like, I tried to just not let, let it affect me as much as I could, but you know, it's impossible when, when something like that's happening wow. and there's so much unknown. You saw me and I know I'm probably... I know I tried to hide it, but I think I think I did a pretty good job considering the fact that I missed a flight. I, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. couldn't get on a flight. Get I tried to book a, like all the shit. You oh, know, you know, way worse time than I did for sure. Right, <laughs> and I don't know. I I think I handled it pretty good, but I was stressing hardcore. Yeah, uh, when it was as happening, long as, as long as it was worth it. It sounds like it was. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I things, feel like morally? Well, I do want to talk more about 2022, but I feel like you and I have been talking a lot. So I want to also hear from Adam in that, Adam, what has what 2021 kind of meant for you? 2021 sucked. Um, Fair. I, w- I went into 2021 feeling really positive. I, I, I had these plans of trying to really grow my channel and, and all that sort of stuff. And then COVID came back put us into lockdown and pretty much just destroyed my like mental health and everything. I mean, come February, I was still losing weight and going to the gym multiple times a day and loving life and and all that. And then we went into lockdown or the gyms closed and pretty much just destroyed everything. Like I've put so much weight back on. I'm not, going to the gym twice a day like I was before. Um, I mean, that was a I high was, bar to set, going to the gym twice a day. Uh, I, I know, but but even like I didn't go to the gym yesterday because I just could not be bothered. Whereas before, like it was no matter what, I had to go. If we were, if we were out at like my wife's grandparents' house or whatever, I'm like, I have to be back in time to go to the gym. There's no question of it. And then I got to a point where 
um, once the gyms reopened, I didn't have that motivation as much as I did before. And would be out be like, oh, I guess I'll just miss today. Whereas before, yeah. I'd piss my wife off because I had to be home in time. Like, just getting that motivation back. But I mean, I'm slowly getting it back now. I have a lot of plans for 2022, um, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I don't know. 2021 just sort of. I feel like 2020 just didn't end. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like we all feel the same way. Yeah, um, you know. It, the whole thing yeah. is just like a mental reset. But yeah. It is what it is. Oh, we'll get back there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, you know, I definitely have, I feel that to a certain extent that 2021 did feel like a continuation of 2020. Yeah. But also like I, you know, I moved in February to this new apartment and then I started working at the Steam project in March. So it did end up being a, a really big change from 2020 in a lot of ways. Like 2020, I had, you know, I just left my engineering job. I was trying to, I was trying this new thing where, you know, I wasn't really working full time and I was work, spending all my time working on my videos and my making and then doing like bike food delivery. And then I thought, you know, I wanted to do four different things, thought about teaching in early 2021 and figured out that that's probably not the future for me. So definitely a lot of changes, but I think one something I've been thinking about over the past few days, I think one of the biggest things I gained from 2021 has come from working at the Steam Project and running this camp um, and making all these activities happen. You know, like we have we had these ideas in May. You know, like we want to do, we want to have have the kids put on a carnival. We want to have them all make carnival games, and everyone rotates around the camp and does a carnival, which is very exciting in the moment. But then you're like, okay, well now we have to actually make this happen. So how are we going to make this happen? And we did that for um, 80 days because it was two, it was four, two week sessions. So for 80 days during the summer, three times a day, we made all these ideas just happen. And some of them were complex and some of them were simple, but most of them were original. And I think what it kind of taught me was like how to make ideas happen and how to like execute on ideas. And over the past couple of days, like I, I've gotten this idea for like one of the most ambitious projects that I've ever kind of thought about doing. And one that really brings me outside of my comfort zone. And I think if I hadn't had this job over the past year, I, I wouldn't maybe never even would have thought of this idea. Cause I'm just exposed to so many new ideas during the day but also like wouldn't have really known how to go about approaching it. But now I know like, okay, like I'm connected to all these people through the maker community. I'm also connected to these people in Toronto. And since this is a very like Toronto based project, I need to reach out to the community and and maybe even through some levels of government um, to make this thing happen. So it's, it's very exciting. And I think I'm like, kind of like just now, realizing this sort of big thing I got out of this year and making projects happen, um, which is very exciting. Cause it's, it's really easy. I've, I found, and I know I keep saying this, but like in making a hundred videos, it's very easy to get like, not into a rut necessarily, but into a certain expectation about like what your work is. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I make, I make videos about like, making these small objects. I make the, I, these are the tools I have to work with. These are the space I have to work with. But once you start thinking about like 
or, or be, being in an environment where you're constantly like, what can we do that is bigger than our current capabilities, which we're always doing at the steam project. It's like, you know, currently this is a fledgling business, which is entirely financed by summer camp. And then in the rest of the year, mm. it's kind of like bleeding cash to try to grow. And then, you know, we're very quickly then funded again by summer camp. So it's like, how can we make this not a cash <laughs> like burn in the rest of the year? Um, sorry, a bit of a tangent, but kind of where I was going with that was like, it's easy to get to accept that like, this is the way I work. These are sort of projects I made. But I think since I've been exposed so much to year this year to like doing new things and trying new things, um, it's kind of made me feel ready to take on bigger projects and more like ballsy gambles in a way. Hmm. Uh, can, can I step back for a second? You were saying about like the carnival games and stuff. When you when you say that, do you mean like the proper like getting like the fish out of a barrel and stuff, like the proper carnival games, or like games for the kids to play? No like, stuff like that. So the way it worked was um, all the kids. So there's about eighty kids at the camp, and they were in cabins of ten kids. So each cabin spent like a few hours over the course of a week designing a few games for the other kids to play so like you said like getting the fish out of the the pool or like bowling or like a skee ball type game or like a ring toss type game so they came up with the uh the game and the rules and then they made the game out of like craft materials and cardboard and then on the final day over a course of like an hour and a half they all rotated throughout the camp playing everyone else's game Mm. oh so you've already done it i thought i thought this was something you wanted yeah 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 yeah, we did that in like in August. Right, because I was going to suggest a game for them to make, but sort of... well, I, what's your suggestion? I'm curious now. Have you have you played a game called Finska? F I N S K A. So it's a it's a wooden German game, and it's like you have these twelve pins, like um, like wooden poles that you line up in like a triangle sort of thing, and you've got to throw another piece of wood at them. And if you knock down one, you like they've got numbers on them, one through 12. If you knock down one, you get the number that's on there. If you knock down more than one, you get how many you knock down. So if you knock down number 12 by itself, you get 12. If you knock down 12 and 11, you only get two. And wherever they wherever they stop, you then stand them back up. So they end up all spread out. First to 50 wins. But if you go over 50, you go back to 21. Huh. You have to land, you have to land like on 50. So like once you're at like 48, you have to hit two by itself. It's a really fun game. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we played it. Um, so we had my gym Christmas party law on the weekend. that just went past. I got very drunk. Um, and we played that and like, it was so fun. I'm going to buy it for my family for Christmas. Nice. Yeah. That's great. It's interesting. It's called Decathlon in Canada. I thought Finska was the um, German name. Well, it I, it's apparently a Finnish name. Okay, Finnish name. They call it Decathlon, which doesn't make any sense because there's 12, but eh, <laughs> names, whatever. Um, speaking of names. Change, speaking of names, oh, damn it. You stole it right out of my mouth, Morley. I wanted to talk a little bit about the podcast and how we've I feel like we've grown a lot and we've also had a lot of great people on um, over the last year, um, including, you know, like 
our our fan favorite uh, Jesse Ratfink from Instructables. Um, she was the first guest of 2021. If you can yeah. believe that, it feels like forever ago. Um, which I guess it, it's almost a year. So um, it's yeah. crazy to think uh, that that means it's been almost two years since we had Jimmy DeResta. Yeah, no. has it? No way. Yeah, that must have been. Well, he was May, our seventh right? episode. It was like April or May of 2020. June, yeah. June of 2020. Yeah. Still a year, a year and a half ago. That's still though. That's crazy to think. Like, I, I mean, I'm not going to talk for everyone, but I still like. To me, the podcast still feels new. Yeah, I agree. We're, we've been going for a long time. Yeah, we're at like 80. This is episode 83. 83. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels like it's episode nine. Exactly. <laughs> uh. Especially when yeah, I that was a yeah, that was a great conversation. <laughs> we also had on uh, um, Eve from uh, Projects and Things. Um, that was when yeah. we talked about mini clamps, or like oh. we we got away from the clamps in every single title yeah. at some point. Um, but we talked about like youth and getting them into woodworking or getting them into making. Um, mm-hmm. We had on uh, bring your own tools. Adam's uh, friend Brent and we talked about to clamp or not to clamp and he recommended I make a video and it was my breakout video of 2021 it's my was highest that the minor video stuff? of 2020 yes yeah, the minor it's a stupid saw stop thing it's like the stops for a miter saw and it's like it's got way more videos than the like you know thousands upon thousands of dollars I spent on my bowler renovation video anyways i don't want to talk about it i have a bowler to, that you got out of it right and i have the things are in the garbage um because <laughs> I, I use really shitty plywood and they're the plywood warped anyways don't use shitty plywood use good on, plastic birch use on the finished trailer like on the final one no on the uh miter saw stops oh gotcha Use Baltic birch. There's a reason why it's better. It's got it just doesn't warp as easily. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, we had on uh, Austin. We've already mentioned him, so we won't mention him again. But he was on there. Uh, take that, Austin. That's my G rant of the episode. No, uh, we had Emily Joyce on, and yeah, that was a really fun conversation. Yeah, I. Uh, sh- Still need to get that enameling kiln set up. <laughs> We're getting there. There's a lot of stuff going on in the makerspace. Yeah. And then I think at this point, we started having some, for the first time ever, like guest hosts where one host wasn't able to make it. So we popped in a different host instead of trying to make it work at like nine o'clock in the morning when I can't drink. And I think I think Vincent was the first one who did that. What was his second time, it was his second yeah. time, but he came on as a guest host instead of a guest. Yeah. No, I thought it was his second time as a guest episode. host. Oh, maybe. Maybe it was just the second time. Anyways, we talked about podcasting like a pro with Vincent. But I know for sure Dean was on there and replaced me. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, I remember July. that because it was a good, it was a good, good episode. Yeah, it was a really good episode. It was like yeah, it was way so better than when Grant's on. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the numbers, it would it works. That makes sense. Um, and I think you guys had Keith Deason on to replace me as well. Yes, sir. 
Yeah. What was I doing that I couldn't be available? You might have been. No, you weren't having a child yet. No, what were you no, doing? I wasn't. I don't know what I was doing. Camping, uh. maybe. Oh, I was camping. That's what I was doing. Was that when you like almost died of dehydration? Yes. No. I think it is the really hot day during the summer when you had to come back. The solo camp. The solo camp was in 2020. What? This is what I made. <laughs> no way. It was two summers yeah. ago? Yes, it was two summers ago. And by the way, that video is actually doing well, despite Wait, it being 20 plus minutes. There's no way. Because we went camping together in the fall of 2020. Mm-hmm. And you went on your solo camping trip. Before that. Oh, wow. Did you go on yeah. two solo camping trips? No. Okay. Wow, my brain is scrambled. I. Then that's what happens when, when pandemics. And talking about pandemics, we'll talk about New Zealand. Uh, We had Rob T on from New Zealand, and uh, that was to replace uh, Morley. Yeah, you weren't there, but uh, you know they're doing pretty good with their pandemic response. Um, We had the and then again to replace me, and this time for for real Z because of babies was uh, Ben Neiman or as mm-hmm. some people like to call him Nyman. Um, he was, he replaced me on and, and you guys got passionate with him while I was away. Oh yeah. And our last guest of 2021 was Dave Schlitter from uh, maker pipe. Yeah. That was a really good conversation about Kickstarter. That was super interesting. Speaking of, like you guys, have you guys been following? It. Have you guys been following Jacko's new Kickstarter teasers? That's I think it's coming yeah. out tomorrow, as of the date of this recording. I'm very curious to know what it is. Yeah. I was going to say while I, while I was editing it, I thought of so many questions about Kickstarter that I should have asked during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't that always but, the way? I'm but sure I think DMs because are open. at the time. Yeah, yeah, of course. At the time, I wasn't thinking about starting one, whereas now I am, that I have questions about it. Mm-hmm. That's a... Wait, I, which, I think it was in a saying that, and I'm looking forward... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, in saying that, that's one of my plans for 2022, is to start my Kickstarter. There you go. Well, that's a whole different episode, because we don't have time for it today. But I will say... We don't have time to talk about 2022. We've already been going for an hour. Yeah. How about, how about three goals each? Grant's got plans tonight. We've got to wrap this thing up. No, I, I don't have plans. I just I just don't want to get well, into not, another conversation. We're not putting in an episode next week, so I can't do a long one. I'll show you the well, time anyway. Anyways, I, I will say... We have at least one person booked. Booked. They haven't confirmed a time. One person is definitely coming on that I'm very excited to talk with. Um, and hopefully the video will be fun for that one. We'll see if they mm. uh, contribute the same way that they do uh, or not. But it'll be really fun if they do. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, if you want to find out who that is, I'll mention it in the after show. Ooh, okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, 
I guess before we go into clamendations, I think another big thing about 2021 was we got an awesome crew of Patreon supporters. We got a nice gaggle, a nice herd going, the clamp herd. Ooh, we we should we should come up with a name for our Patreon supporters. We did. What is it? The clamps? clamp heads. Clamp heads. We got clamp, clamp heads. We got a great group of clamp heads over on patreoncom slash clamp. Uh, most notably among them are top level supporters. Whomst are Brent Jarvis from Clean Cut Woodworking, Vincent Ferrari from Because We Make. Is there not a third one? I thought there was a third one. There is a opening for more. Yes. But there's only two. Applications are now open. You have to submit a one-minute video as to why you think that you are worthy of being an F-Clamp level supporter. No. And we will play no, it on the next episode. No, you just have to sign up. And we'll do a reaction video on the Clamp Instagram. Uh, the Clampstagram, as, as we call it. Um, clamp supporters all get pre-show, after-show, which is pretty pretty sweet most of the time. Um, <laughs> and also a handmade leather keychain. So, What did I say go over hosting? What? What are you talking about? You, you say like me when I'm hosting. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash clamp. Check it out. Clampmendations. Okay, um, I'm going to do a shameless plug this week and recommend my other podcast, Clipcast, because I think we need more listeners. Um, and we put out a really, I think we made a really good episode for this last one. That's probably going to come out around the same time as this episode of Clamp. It will be our fifth episode or twenty fifth episode, and we also kind of did a yearly wrap up, but we did it in a very different way. Uh, we oh. each kind of talked about the five artworks or creative works that changed our perspectives or, you know, had the greatest influence on us in 2021. And it like hundred percent ended up being like one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. It was super interesting. And I came out of it. Like name one, one of, Just name one of the mine thing and not why. Yeah. Name your top um, thing, but not why. Ooh, so that was tricky. Ryan ranked his, but mine were all just kind of different. Um, but if I guess Ryan's top thing, Ryan's top thing was uh, a group of independent filmmakers. So it was Jim Cummings, Richard Linklater, Chloe Zhao, Gus Van Sant, Quentin Tarantino, Deborah Granick, a bunch of other independent filmmakers. My, I guess my top one, if I were to have to choose one, probably. Oh, sorry, probably um, the Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin documentary. Uh, by Solar. It's called Rick Rubin, The Invisibility of Hip Hop's Greatest Producer. Um, so yeah, uh, if you don't listen into the spotlight, give it a shot. I think it's a good podcast and I wish more people listen to it. Um, and we're really excited to put out episodes more consistently in 2022. Well, my recommendation this week is Into the Spotlight. I really think what? that you guys should go check it out. It's a great podcast with this guy named Morley. I don't know. No. Uh, anyways, my actual recommendation is that you guys, if you're going to get into wood turning, I suggest you check out the Axminster Tools Beginner's Guide to Wood Turning. I watched like 15 different beginners. I didn't watch like the full things of some of them because some of them were really garbage, but like there were so many of them that didn't explain what they were doing or if they did explain what they were doing, they didn't change the camera. 
So you couldn't see how they were holding the tools or anything. There were always like these shots from behind the lathe. And you were just like, you couldn't see how they're holding the tool. You couldn't see anything. But the Axminster tools, they did a good job. They explained things. They they did like the standard explain it verbally, put it on screen so that you have like the written text. Um, anyways, the, the I think they're British. I'm pretty sure they are. Uh, but it was the best one that I found for explaining the starter set of of lathe chisels that come with most lathes. So like the roughing gouge, the skew chisel, the, you know, bowl gouge or whatever. That's what I suggest you guys all go check out. All right. Sounds good. Uh, my recommendation this week is going to be something, something I've actually equipmented uh, in the past was GTA RP. And this guy, uh, his name is Whippy on YouTube. He's also on Twitch. He plays GTA RP, but he does it so much different. Like he puts so much effort into his RP. Like the, one of the main people I watch, they literally just take like parts of their stream and edit it down a little bit and make like a video. He goes to the point of actually trying to make a cool story to make it work. Like, it's all, it's not scripted, but instead of just like robbing a bank, he kidnapped 10 people, put them on a bus. And then after they robbed the bank, they got on the bus and like random people, like they were told to get off at certain places and everything. So like the cops didn't know who was the robbers, like dressed them all up the same and stuff. Like actually went to effort to make, to make it a really cool story and like really fun. So yeah. So that's whippy on YouTube. Nice. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Actually, so one of uh, Ryan's recommendations uh, was a video game, and it kind of made me – I haven't played any video games in a really long time, and it made me want to get back into a little bit. Okay. Uh, it was Gone Home. It's like an indie know. game that came out in 2013. It's kind of like an explore a house type game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Mr. Mackey, do you have a Australian word of the week for us? Yeah, well, we're going to do something a little bit different different this time. I'm going to ask you guys for a letter, and then I'm going to find a word that I haven't done with that letter. So someone okay. a letter. Grant was muted, and I think he said J. Oh, I got it. Wow, oh, my left knee skills are on point. Okay. All right. Uh, so while you're looking, go, wait, wait. Do you have like an Australian dictionary that you're you're going to a certain letter of the alphabet? That's that's what I have right now. A dictionary of Australian slang. Wow. Yep. So this one's going to be jumbuck. J u m j u m b u c k. Jumbuck. Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, I shaved. <laughs> I shaved my jumbuck. <laughs> hmm. I'm, I'm guessing no. it's not as like dirty as no, that makes it sound because your your initial reaction wasn't to laugh that much. So it must yeah. be something that's like not that funny. 
Hmm. I wonder if it's like a soul patch, which I wonder if Adam even knows what that term means. Yeah, I don't. It's just it, yeah. I have a, it's a moth tickler. Wait, is that what you call a soul patch? Yeah, moth tickler. Oh wow. Okay. Well, is that what a jump buck is? No, no, it's not that. I can tell. Hang on, don't tell Do us. Hit? Okay, I can give you the color. Uh, okay, the, the color? color. Yeah, they're mostly white. What you shave something that's mostly white? Is it like a sheep? That's it. Oh wow! wow. Are there lots of sheep in Australia? Yeah, there is actually not as many as New Zealand, but huh? Well, I would never have gotten that one. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. Yeah, All right. Well, if you want to hear another Australian word of the week, then don't leave us any reviews. But if you want to hear me read a review in an accent, leave us a review. I don't know if that was a an advertisement or an anti-advertisement. Um, <laughs> anyways, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you in the new year. Thank you, TF Turning, for the beautiful new theme music, which you probably heard on last week's episode, and maybe we were a little rattled when you heard, but I think it's pretty dope. Um, yeah, I think it, it flows really well at the beginning um, as well. I like that it overtakes yeah. the hello a little bit. Um, in saying that, I want to hear what people think about it. So like, message us on Instagram or something and, and let us know what you think of the new music. For sure. Um, we are on Instagram at Clamcast and on YouTube. Our channel name is Clamp, but YouTube doesn't have ats in the same way, so it doesn't roll off the tongue. Links are in the show notes. It comes up. Yeah, links are in the show notes. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you in the new year. See ya. Bye. Goodbye. No, I I had CDs as a kid. Actually, for a brief period of time, I also had tapes. Um, (laughs) There's no way you had tapes.